You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And it is the Classic Car Show. And uh, Jim, we had so much fun last weekend doing it. I decided we'd do it again this weekend. And we've taken some folks that have cars for sale and uh, decided to talk to them about the cars that they have. And uh, we've got Eddie on the line from Virginia, and we want to welcome you to uh, our roundtable. we got Jim Weber and Steve Ronaldo here, and boy, they, they look like they got some tough questions for you, Eddie. Well, thanks for having me on, gentlemen. It's nice to be here. <laughs> well, you've got a 38 Buick Special, uh-huh. and Steve is a 37 Cadillac. Yeah, I have a, I have a 37. Yeah. Nice Cadillac. car, nice car. Yeah. Um, the Special now, I, Buick had a lot of, of, of unusual designations for their car. The special was the small one, right? Uh, the special was it, was, it was, um, it was considered a doctor's car at the time, uh, very reliable. It wasn't, they're not really small, it's about 4,000 pounds, so it's a good size sedan, but it, it didn't have the side mounts on all of them. Um, it had some extra features, and uh, 38, they tried to make an automatic transmission that didn't work out real well. So a few specials had the automatic transmission, but it didn't really pan out. Okay. This is an overhead valve 6, right? Overhead valve 8 cylinder. 8 cylinder. Right, 8 cylinder. And believe it or not, Buick, I have a 26 Buick Standard that has an overhead valve in it also. Yeah, Buick was way ahead of everybody on that stuff. They they were very, very innovative in their, their designs. Great cars. Uh, yeah, they were, and I have a co- I have some friends that have been involved in this hobby for a long time, and and uh, I have a lot of friends that are that are Buick people. They just love these things. You might even know some of them. You ever run across Earl Beecham? He just ri- has written a couple of books about Buicks. From the I've 30s. heard I've heard the name. I haven't run across him in any shows or anything. I don't know what part of the country he's in, but well, he lived in Virginia too, and then he now winters in Florida. At Sebring, uh, right near the track, actually. Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. Get away from the snow. And he's got a Century, mm-hmm. which is the car to have, everybody tells me, of the Buick mid-30s to late-30s cars. It's the small, small body, right? The same as the Special with the big engine in it. Yeah, that's the one that broke 100 miles an hour. Yeah, that's the car to have. So, what about you? What tell me a little bit? Tell us a little bit about your car. You know, is it stock or modified or? I'm kind of a purist. I like to have everything as Buick did original. I bought it from a gentleman in Ohio about uh, 10 or 11 years ago. He had just completed the paint and the chrome work, and I mistakenly thought, well, this is practically pretty much done. I'll just have to put the interior in. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, many thousands and thousands of dollars later, and, and, and trying to hide the checkbook from the wife, um, it, it finally was completed. Um, I learned an awful lot on the way and uh, spent a lot of money on the way, but they're just great, great cars to drive. Um, I've been knocked out from a three-car to a two-car garage in a new house, so the wife said, one of those cars has to go or I'm going. So I thought about that for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Did you, have, did you pick heads or tails? I, well, I looked at the laundry cost, having to do pay for the laundry, the cleaning and shopping and stuff, and I said, all right, I'll sell one of the cars. I 
did the numbers, and it just it worked out that way. Yeah, they they're, uh, they they shouldn't be hard to sell because Buicks are very very popular for the old car touring. I do more touring than I do car shows, even though. You know, I've been really involved in AACA uh, judging. I've got well over 200 credits and national credits. And, and uh, the, in the 30s, 30s Buicks are very, very popular for the uh, in the touring group because they run so damn well. Mm-hmm. They just keep going and going and going. Do you have a radio in your car? Yes. Uh, that was one of the more interesting things that I did. I said, well, I'll take this radio out myself. And I shipped it off to a fellow in California who did a great job. But I was underneath the dashboard and, and had forgotten about the weight of a tubed radio. <laughs> so as the radio hit me in the face, when the finally bolt came out, I said, oh, that's right. These don't weigh like two pounds like the modern radios. They weigh more like 20 pounds. So um, it was interesting taking that out and then trying to get it back in. Yeah, that's yeah. really hard, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie, is there a separate amplifier with that radio, or is the amplifier integrated in with the tuner? It's all built right into uh, the radio with, I think, six or seven tubes in it. Yeah, so, okay. So yours isn't under the seat, then, like the Cadillac. Cadillac radio is under the seat. Oh, is it really? Yeah, and, you, and, and all you see is a little head uh, in the dashboard with long cables that go under the carpets and get fished through, and it lives under the seat. Now, do you have an outside antenna, or is your antenna hidden also on that car? No, it's not, I have a, you had a choice. This one came with the running board antenna instead of the flip-up one in the center of the, the roof. Hmm, I, I have the one under the running boards. And I yeah, get, that's what I have. I get all of the stations, all, all of the Spanish stations and the religious stations, and um, none of the stations I'm really looking for in the AM dial, so it's, it's, a, big, <laughs> yeah, it's a big hunt. yeah. I understand. Yeah, did, did I was going to tell you, but did 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 you know that St. Pedro's having a sale on still leaf blowers this week? No. Well, it was on the radio. I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what color is your car? Um, it is a. It's called Botticelli Blue, uh, and they did it, believe it or not, in Metal Flake in 1938, which surprised me because I, when I first looked it up. Uh, this is my second car, second 38, and I first looked it up, I said, wow, this looks like Metal Flake, and I realized they did it in Metal Flake, and uh, yeah, of course, I had it redone in uh, a few parts of it in base coat, clear coat, like the f- previous owner did, uh, which isn't exactly correct, but it keeps it a lot nicer. Um, and the interior, I bought the interior from LeBaron Bonnie, and for all of you out there who know the name LeBaron Bonnie, you know that just the kit alone isn't cheap, and then you're going to pay somebody to put it in. But it's the end result from LeBaron Bonnie is just uh, the best of the best. I mean, it's just sure, they're one, yes. one of yes. the best ones. Yeah, it's mohair and it's like a great color, and it's just it's comfortable. It breathes. It looks good. Yeah, you just can't beat yeah. it. How many mows do you think it took to make that whole interior? How many what? How Mold? many mows? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, his medication's out of balance this yeah. morning. Well, you know, some guys start drinking at 6 o'clock in the morning. Me, I, 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 I started, started at 5. I started at 5. Started I knew five, it was going right. to be well, a tough day. I've sworn off. I, didn't, I won't start drinking now until 9 o'clock. <laughs> you know. Eddie, I, I assume that this isn't a trailer queen, so no. uh, do you get it out uh, frequently Thanks. and exercise it? Regularly, yes. As a matter of fact, I'll be out this morning doing some running around from store to store. And what's always fun about that is when you get out to the car, there's usually somebody waiting to talk to you about your car. Sure. And as we all know, we love to talk about our car.
Yes. So anybody who wants to talk about the car, sometimes I'll stay there for a half hour or 40 minutes, and you meet new friends that way, too. Yeah, you sure do. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a member of any of the local local clubs? I was a member of the Fed- Fredericksburg Club. In fact, I just got something in the mail from them about their June 4th show down in Fredericksburg. A great bunch of people. Um, I haven't rejoined the Northern Virginia Club because I just got back up here and we're doing everything to get settled down in a new house. Uh, but I'll get into this club. And there's also a local meet at uh, one of the diners. They do uh, once a month. So I'll be going up there and meeting the guys. A lot of those guys are hot rodders, um, but they're still car people. So uh, it's usually a good bunch of folks, as you guys all know. Sure, you share you share a common bu- mm-hmm. bond. Uh, you'll like some of the Northern Virginia guys. I've got I've got a couple really really good friends up in in uh, that are involved in that group. They did a they did a tour in Richmond not too long, a, a national AACA tour there a few years ago, and they did uh-huh. a hell of a job. Where are they meeting? They used to meet out someplace off of Route 66. Are they still meeting out there? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm I'm really not sure. But they the thing I remember most about that tour is they took us to Minchie's Tavern. Minchie's Tavern over by over by uh, Jeffer Thomas Jefferson's house. Oh really? Oh oh wonderful, yeah, sure. Wonderful. Sure, well, that's over in, that's over in Charlottesville. I used to do all the work down there. That's a um, that's a great area. Yeah, great area. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of stuff. Did you rebuild the engine and drivetrain and everything on your car? You know, it had it had already been redone. Really? Um, so that was a big, as you know, that was a big expense already paid for, and it just uh, I just tuned it up the other day, which we don't have, we have to do a little more than on modern cars, and um, I haven't had to touch it anything anything since. I just get in there, pump it four times, crank it up, and go. That's Beautiful, cool. Eddie. Uh, we're we're about two minutes out or three minutes out. Can you give us um, your uh, elevator pitch on selling your car, right quick? Oh, sure. <laughs> um, like I told you earlier, it was a question of one of the cars or the wife. <laughs> and uh, after a long, long dissertation with myself, I decided that I'm going to keep the 26. I have an older Mercedes, an 83 SL, and um, the Buick was. The one I, although I love driving it as much, I, I have a lot more time, personal time, in the other two cars. And uh, it rides good. It looks good. Uh, like I say, everything's done. You can get in it and drive away. It just needs to be washed right now and the big white walls cleaned. Um, and it's a four-door sedan body, right? Four-door four sedan. Right. Yeah, it, with the, the trunk back on it, which surprisingly yes. enough has a, a ton of room in that. Well, I always think of the trunk back as small, but when you, you pack all your stuff in there, I say, geez, you do have a lot of room in there. Yes. Rides down the road without the first um, crackle or crinkle or noise or rattle. Uh, the guys that we took the dashboard out, we did the whole interior, all of the wood graining in it. And the guys at um, Paul and John at, um, geez, I'm trying to think, Classic Restoration, not Classic Restoration. They're over in West Virginia. They did a great job putting everything back together because I was leery about the, you know, putting the dashboard and everything back in, but... Right. They got all the screws tightened up and all the wires bedded down. It's got a whole new wiring system in it. it it's just like it. Uh, it's not a trailer queen, but it it's as close to it coming off the factory line from a mechanical standpoint, and appearance standpoint, as as anything would be. Beautiful. Did you want me to mention the price on it? Yeah, sure. The price and contact right. information. Well, as, as usual, um, I put about double what it's worth. Uh, I'm, I'm asking 25000 for it, and I keep telling my wife, don't worry, honey, we'll recover all this money I'm spending on this car. So She's not listening to the show, so I think I'll still be married after this is done. Um, 
It's in Alexandria, Virginia. It's available for a ride. It's available if anybody wants to come and send somebody to an inspection. It's available for an inspection. We'll put it up on a lift, whatever you want to do. Well, what about extra pictures? Do you have them available? Uh, yeah. Somebody would have to send me an email. Uh, you want to give my email out sure, here? Sure, sure. Help yourself. Yes. Eddie, E-D-D-I-E, 6842 at com. And I had uh, a grandkid over here not too long ago. I said, right, tell me how to put these damn pictures on the on, uh, <laughs> computer. So we had the uh, the help from the kids to show me how to do it. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. We've got great. a 12-year-old next door that shows me how to work the DVD player. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I just mean, got the 8-track working. Did you? The 8-track yeah. is working. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've got the tapes now uh, working on the computer, VHS tapes. We just, Beautiful. We, we finally can get those very cheap. One question: Buy bias ply or radial tires? Uh, bias ply. Bias ply. I thought about putting radials on, and I've heard pros and cons about that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Because I, I understand a few guys said on the thirty-seven, thirty-eight club that the, the wheels are not made to take the stresses. Exactly, I heard that the too. radial tires. Um, and other guys say they are. What do you guys know about that? Well, I, I wouldn't be concerned, because you take one of those wheels, each one of those wheels weigh, like on my Cadillac, they weigh about 900 pounds, just yeah. a stupid wheel. Yeah. So, <laughs> if they can't take it, what is new stuff? Yeah, every time I'm taking my wheels and tires off, I get the wife out of bed, and say, listen, get down here, honey, because you know my back's hurting me this morning. And that saves my back a lot. Days in my back line. Oh man! If you, your uh, wife downloads this show, you are in trouble. Well, no, no. Let's let's put it this way: How much would you give us to not send the show to? <laughs> Will you take a bad check or a stolen credit card? Yeah, yeah. yeah we do. Yeah, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. With, as much as you want. Uh, with that being, with yeah. that being said, uh, Eddie, thank you for joining us this morning and talking about your car. And uh, hope we uh, hope yeah. you get some. Thanks, Eddie. Off of it. Hey, thanks a lot. You okay. guys are as much fun as clicking. Oh yeah! May God rest one of the brothers. Yes. Yeah, I know. May yeah. God rest yes. his soul. But they were a hoot. Loved listening to them. All right. Yeah. See you later. Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Tell, tell your friends to tune in. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. 
Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We sort of have an exclusive because we've got Steve Ronaldo and Jim <laughs> Weber, and we have a very special guest on that's uh, peddling her 73 car. Uh, that's not a nice way to say it, is it? Selling. She's selling her yes. 90, or, yeah, 73. 73 Carvette. And we've got Miss Kim Barnes on the telephone, and she's going to talk to us about her vet. And I, she twisted my arm over the phone and asked if she could talk about a couple of other cars that she has. So, Kim, welcome to the Classic Car Show, and I'll introduce you to Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. And they're gonna they're gonna grill you. They they really you know they really are tough on women. Oh, Kim, yeah, it's it's Jim and uh, Steve taking a nap right now. Um, <laughs> we're a little punchy this morning. That's okay. Too much coffee. <laughs> okay. Well, the first question is: Is it a big block or a small block? It's a big block. Okay. And M twenty two Rock Crusher. Uh, yes, actually. Uh, Two twenty low. Uh, yes. Wow. Posi traction. Um. Yes, it does have a posi rear, which is an option for seventy three. Right. And is it a, a roadster or a coupe? Um, it is uh, a convertible. Convertible. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What color? Um, it's uh, a one-year color, which was Corvette orange. Um, Corvette had run, you know, to seventies. So orange, orange was a big deal for carpeting and cars. Yes. And uh, they had run uh, Ontario orange, which is kind of a burnt orange, um, for probably three years, and they made quite a few changes for the seventy-three model year. And one of them was to use a brighter orange, which was more in tune with what Chrysler was doing with some of the very mod colors. Yeah, the cover um, orange. So yeah. orange. Yeah, uh, we, orange. We could end this interview quickly. Have you ever considered just uh, writing it off and giving it to your favorite radio station? <laughs> <laughs> That uh, that could definitely uh, that could definitely be arranged. Um, but David, once you got was, in, uh, if it was how red, you get red, out? we could do it more in more in line with your patriotic colors. But we can make orange work. <laughs> I was thinking about giving it to the Denver Broncos when they won, and then there's always Clemson University. So oh my, yeah, yeah. possibilities. Well, I'd have to paint it red because mine's Texas Tech. So, oh yeah. lord, so, here we yes, go. Kim. I have a red tiger for sale, and we can talk about that after the show. <laughs> a sunbeam tiger? A sunbeam tiger. Cool. Yeah. Uh, series nice. 1 or Series 2? Actually, a Series 2. It's car number 3, which is the first Mark II tiger sold to the general public, and it's bright carnival red. Wow. Wow. That's neat. That, that Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about that, too. So that's, got, are, a, that's got a 289 in it. You you know your cars. Yeah. Well, the first ones are two sixties. Yeah, yeah, the series yeah. ones. That's yeah. why I ask because those are fairly rare too. And everybody, it's such a misnomer um, <clears throat> with tigers. You know, it's uh, at car shows and concourse. Every everybody is an expert who comes up to you. 
and uh, so many people will argue that all tigers had a 289, which isn't correct. No. Um, <laughs> only Mark IIs. Um, and Roots just started doing it because Ford had stopped making the 260. You know, they brought they bought uh, trailer loads of engines from Ford, and the 260 was done. So Ford started shipping 289s. And then I get everybody also wants to think that it's a hypo or a K code two eighty nine, and those were never put in tigers. They, <laughs> no. were, they were regular straight two eighty nine. You could get an option for an Edelbrock intake and a four barrel carburetor, which another Mark II Tiger that I own has. Um, but if you just ordered it straight from the factory, it was a two eighty nine with two barrel. Were they they were assembled in England and, and shipped over complete? Right, they they were um, as opposed to another common misnomer that I get at car shows. Carol Shelby was involved with both the Cobra and the Tiger. Um, when Roots was struggling uh, close to bankruptcy um, in 1963, they needed to figure out how to sell cars in America. So Carol Shelby had just done the Cobra, where he put um, a Ford 260 in an AC Ace, which is a British car. Uh, they thought, hey, let's call this guy, and he was still affordable at that point, and see if he can make our car go fast. So that he put a 260 in an Alpine. But unlike the Cobra, which he built himself <coughs> in California and Las Vegas, um, he just Roots paid him to put the 260 in their car, and then he was out of the picture. They built everything in England and shipped. 90-some percent of them over here for America. They kept a few for police cars in England, but uh, they were built and shipped as complete cars to the United States. What other cars did Roots Group make? Uh, they you made know, the Hillman Minx. The Minx? Um, okay. Yeah, which we saw yeah. a few of here. Yes. Um, the Humber Super Snipe. That, yeah, that's I've uh, that taken is girls to just, be, just because I want to say Humber <laughs> Super Snake. Um, and, it's, and it has some of the best headlights out there. Yes. But, uh, yeah, they made, and they also made, uh, well, the Root Sunbeam line produced yep. Tiger, uh, and they had made some motorcycles uh, before Tigers and a right. little bit. They did. Yeah, they did yeah before the war. Yeah. Yeah, and then interestingly enough, Chrysler started buying them. Roots just couldn't make it. So in 1954, Chrysler started buying Roots. And by the time the Tiger was finished in 1967, Chrysler wholly owned Roots. So Chrysler was selling a Ford-powered car and actually had to pay Ford dealers to do their warranty work, which yeah. made them crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, they they put a, an egg crate grill in them, didn't they, those last... Bunch so of tigers. Had, Mark II's had an egg crate grill, yep. um, which uh, was kind of out of the small block Cobra, you know, sort right. of gave it that right. look. Right. And then they also, all Mark II's had a great big stripe across the bottom. Yes. Which people think was to make it look like a Shelby GT350 or GT500. Actually, it was Chrysler that mandated the stripe, and it's very similar to what they were putting on Barracudas in the U.S. Tell me, I, I've got to ask, you sound like a walking, talking encyclopedia. How did you fall in love with the car? I mean, there, there are a few other women involved, but not, not many, and certainly not, uh, to my knowledge, the extent of information that you have. How, how did you get involved in this hobby? Uh, my mother has no idea, and it upsets her. Um, <laughs> I, uh, How about your husband? <laughs> uh, my husband, uh, well, 
I got involved when uh, I grew up with a single mother who has no interest in cars, and we had a neighbor that was restoring an MGTC, which has gotten some press recently because it's the anniversary of um, uh, Love Story, and that car was in that movie. Oh, my. Al Gore. Yes, Al Gore drove one. Al Gore? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And those were all right-hand drive cars. All TCs were right-hand drive. And when I was five years old, I was obsessed with this right-hand drive car. I just couldn't believe it. And the man who was restoring it used to take little parts off and let me clean them up in our kitchen sink. And it made my mother nuts. (laughs) And she just completely could not understand the interest in cars. And the more interested I was in cars, the more she would sign sign me up for ballet lessons. And I was terrible at ballet. Finally, the teacher told my mother that I had the least talent of any kid she'd ever had and she should please let me quit and then I had more time <laughs> to learn things about cars um, Good and heavens. then my husband was a blind date um, His, I met his ex-wife at a happy hour and, uh, wait, wait a minute. We were That's down the at, the, um, at the Baltimore Inner Harbor and as guys would come and talk to us I, the first thing I wanted to know is if they were interested in cars and had a motorcycle license because I also love motorcycles and if they weren't I just tried to get away from them and this woman Sandy kept would be like what was wrong with that guy he was so cute and he had a good job it's like he didn't like cars and finally she said you're the girl my ex-husband should have married you need to meet him so for six months this woman tried to talk me into meeting her ex-husband and I finally gave in and sure enough he uh, he, he told me he liked cars and then he made a date he asked me out on a date and I knew he had a 71 Corvette so I was watching for that 71 Corvette to pull up in front of my house instead he pulled up in a station wagon with a U.S. government logo on it he thought I was pretending to like cars because I wanted to date him so we got that straightened out. We've been married almost 30 years. <laughs> good good for you. Yeah, I had the same problem. My my tutu kept falling off when I did ballet. Did, really? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, not a pretty it, sight. Even uh, as a kid, it was not a pretty sight. Those things are scratchy, too. Yeah. Unlike you, I was the tallest kid in the class, and one year they made me dance the boys' part. So instead of a tutu, I had to wear this weird boy suit because they only had one boy and they needed two. Oh, wait a second. What the hell does this have to do with selling a car yeah. out? Everything. Everything, actually. Everything. Oh my! Because so, you know I, she's very my first love, and this is honestly got truth. Was Two years away, no, was a was a Sunbeam Alpine. I can remember oh, the I guy's remember name, Kurt and Edna Grome. It was a light blue one, and I and all I saw. You know, remember back then everybody had Desotos and Buicks yeah. and crap yeah. like that. I remember the oh. Harrington, the the Alpine with a Harrington fastback oh. on it. So anyway, let, let's yeah. get back to the vet. We got we got about uh, two and a half minutes to sell the vet, and then we're going to talk <laughs> about your other cars that you you have that you wanted to talk about. Okay. Okay. So um, so you got an elevator spill for the vet. Uh, an elevator spill. Your 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 what? Your <laughs> elevator spill when you're trying to sell yourself corporately. You have a little speech that you give. Oh, an your... elevator <laughs> spiel. Yeah. spiel. He's from Texas. Spiel, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So have you, have, you yeah. got a, have you got an elevator sales spiel for, for your vet? Yeah. I can come up, I can come up with something. Um, the core, I, what my feeling is, and it's basically it's my husband that tells me I have too many cars and need to sell a few, which is why this car is out there. Different. But I think yeah. the 70s Corvettes <laughs> are a very good investment. 
Um, because what traditionally happens with collector cars is people, once they get a little bit of money, they're in their 60s, their kids are out of college, they start looking for collector cars to buy, and the first thing they go for is either what they drove in high school or couldn't afford to drive in high school. So right now, that's the next wave of Corvettes, I think, is going to be the C3s, which are the 1970s cars. Um, so I think that makes it a good investment. And then 70 through 72 Corvettes were C3s, 6368, um, but they had little quirks that made them hard to drive, like a hydraulically operated wiper door that never worked. Um, in 73, the cars got a lot more user-friendly, uh, plus, like you had mentioned before, it's the only year where they had a chrome bumper in the back and a urethane bumper in the front. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also for investments, uh, cars... Uh, that have elements that were only produced one year uh, tend to be very good investments. So when I look at cars, I look at something that's fun to drive, looks great, and is going to appreciate in value. And I think the 73 Corvette fits the bill. bill. Plus, it's a four-speed, and it's a big block, which was super rare in 73 because everybody was conscious about gas consumption. And and do you want to mention a price on it? Uh, The price is uh, in the high 30s, high 30,000s. Um, and it's also um, the big deal with Corvettes is uh, the type of awards they've won on a national level. And this one is very unusual that somebody who wasn't me, it was the previous owner, uh, spent the time and money to have this car judged at Bloomington, which is the, the cream of the crop for judging. And it got a Bloomington Gold, and it also got an NCRS top flight award, and that's a big deal. Yes, yeah, Bloomington uh, Gold. Uh, Kim, I'm, I'm going to have to stop you there. If you'll stay tuned, uh, <laughs> we got to take a break right quick. We'll be back with Kim sure. Barnes right after this. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. With all the back and forth in today's politics, It seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, Just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, Consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have 
the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Classic Car Show. We've got Kim Barnes on, and she just sold her Carvette on the show, I think. Uh, Jim, didn't you say you were writing her a check? Uh, on the uh, on the east bank of the Mississippi River. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, or, or actually, Kim's considering just donating it to uh, the Classic Car Show. Yeah, but none of us can get out of it once we get in it. Well, that's a, we got we got a block and tackle that we're working on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's, a so. a, it's a convertible. It's a convertible, so yeah, it, it, the block and tackle will work fine. Anyway, Kim, you've got other cars that you wanted to talk about, um, probably easier to get in and out of than the Carvette, so let's talk about them. Okay. Um, I just uh, bought a car um, that I've been looking for for literally 25 years. and uh, You started looking for a car when you were one year old? <laughs> I did. Actually, I started collecting uh, bubblegum cards with cars when I was three, and this might have been on one of them. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, this is a car that really nobody's heard of. Even people that are really into cars um, have never, never seen one of these. And I know you folks are out of Atlanta, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, the, this car will be um, uh, in early June. Um, it'll be at the Highlands Motoring Festival in Highlands, North Carolina, which isn't too far from Atlanta. Right. But yes, uh, it is a 1969 uh, Plymouth Barracuda Mod Top. Uh, do you guys know what that is? I know what the Plymouth Barracuda is. Yeah. Okay. Well, what the Mod Top is, is in 1969 and just a little bit into 1970, um, Chrysler uh, kind of did not have a very mod image. At least they didn't feel like they did when they compared themselves to General Motors and Ford. So they decided to do the mod top, and they literally hired a company that made shower curtains and tablecloths to design a vinyl that could be used as a vinyl top on a car and could be in a bright-colored floral pattern. So what I was remember. born was the Chrysler mod top. Yeah, I remember those and, Yep, it's uh, on Barracudas. It was available in black and yellow, and you could order this flower top that looked just like a shower sure. curtain. And then you could also order black and yellow flowered seats, um, either with green weird. trim, yellow yeah. trim, or uh, black uh, trim. And then there was a special little decal in the window that said Mod Top. <laughs> and the car was designed to appeal to women. So Chrysler put out... Uh, two advertisements for the car. The first one um, called it the car you can wear and talked about modern women and how they needed something that was targeted towards them. And the last line of the advertisement said, hurry to your Chrysler dealer. He loves women. And (laughs) even in 1969, or something like that, even in 1969, that was a little upsetting. So they came out with the exact same advertisement, but changed the last line. Um, So, but uh, the cars, because the cars were targeted for women and were just very strange looking, not many dealers ordered them just to sit on the floor. There weren't many made. They made 937, 
and I hate to say, but because women ordered them, most of them were six cylinders because they were more conscious of gas mileage and didn't care about performance. Most of them were automatic on the column because they felt like a bench seat. They needed the space to put their kids in the front seat back when you could do that. So I finally found one that's a, instead of a six-cylinder, it's a 318 V8, and it's an automatic car, not a four-speed, unfortunately, but it shifts on the console. It has a console shifter. So after 25 years of looking, I found this car in El Paso, Texas, about a month ago. So and I was just about uh, to say they never... Working on getting it show ready. I was just about to say they never played those ads in Texas back then. (laughs) (laughs) And yet you found it. Now, can you find uh, vinyl material and upholstery and things for that car? What's what's amazing is uh, there was a very, at least the story I've heard, there was a well-known Chrysler collector who wanted to restore his Montauk, and he paid a company that's in the restoration business to remake the vinyl, um, at least for the seats. I don't know if you can buy it for the top. And to keep the cost down, the deal they made with him is, okay, we'll make it, we'll charge you a lot of money to get the first set, but then we will also sell it in our catalog. So it's incredible that a seat cover for a car that they only made 900 of you can actually buy. Amazing. Um, so yeah, yeah, yes, you can. Um, yeah. But but only in one color, or do they have well, multiple? Well, all the Barracudas had the black and yellow flowers. Uh, wow. In 1969, the Plymouth Satellite had the same pattern, but it was in shades of blue and turquoise, and you can actually buy that. Then on the Dodge side, they had what they called the floral top, and that was another pattern, flowery kind of top. And unfortunately, nobody is remanufacturing that. But the Dodge cars didn't get flowered seats. They only got flowered tops. Was this the Chrysler's version of an Edsel? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. This this was Chrysler's version of all their designers had to go into rehab. They were smoking (laughs) funny cigarettes. They were missing. They were missing, and somebody did this. This is the Timothy Leary design. You know, I... I, I, Yes. I yeah. thought I remembered a lot of things. I don't remember. Uh, I remember seeing though. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing him. I didn't, you know. I thought it was something. Probably thought at that time it was. That's when I got back in Vietnam. That would have been the time. Yeah, that yeah. somebody okay. had done. That you know, somebody yeah. had just done this. Yeah. Wow. It, it, they prob- go ahead, Kim. Come to the Highlands Motoring Festival and you'll see the car. You'll, <laughs> you'll know it's. You'll know it's yeah, real. Yeah, we have a good friend that goes there every. He's been going yeah. there for years. He works that 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 deal. So, Kim, are you trying to, uh, you said that you just bought this. Have you got other cars that you're wanting to sell? or? or um, I guess I do, yeah. Um, <laughs> and on the Mod Top, I'd like to find another Mod Top. So if uh, any of your listeners has one they'd like to part with, I'd be interested in buying it. But wow. uh, as far as uh, Sunbeam Tigers go, um, I have three, and my husband thinks that that's about two too many. So, <laughs> Good um, heavens. I told, and yeah, I and where does your husband, husband park at your house? Outside. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. But uh, no, he uh, he tends to um, lose interest in cars. When I buy cars, I fall in love with them and don't want to part with them. But uh, he tends to have a very short interest span in most things. I think if there was a uh, if there was a market for middle-aged women, he'd probably have me on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, wait yeah, a minute. So, so he's like a big fan of the races coming up to the Daytona 5? 
he will he will be watching that. Yeah, yeah. He'll be watching that one. Not yeah. the five hundred, the five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you you have three tigers. They're all series twos. No, they're not. Oh. I have one car that's it's a ser- it's a very early Mark One. Back when they did uh, contra- uh, brightly colored interiors with contrasting piping, has ten thousand original miles and it's virtually untouched. Is it black? It is black. Um, and it's in Hemmings Sports and cl- and Imports this month. Yeah, you know that issue hasn't reached me yet. But I, I got it. I got it yesterday afternoon, and I just briefly you know kind of thumbed through it and uh i remember seeing that there and i'll back up for a minute on tigers the guy that did all of the work for shelby on the tiger was ken miles yep that put the engines in him and he was my hero i can even tell you where he lived it was a 2810 sunday trail in hollywood and he was also quite a gardener he had a beautiful flower garden yeah and unfortunately, he died way too young. So anyway, that's just, I've always had a fondness for tigers, and I had a friend who is no longer with us that raced a tiger. Well, Brad had one. Brad yeah, Braswell yeah. had one. But Bob Spooner raced them when they were new out of St. Louis, and they kept overheating, <laughs> and they couldn't put a bigger radiator in. So his father put two radiators and the SCCA tried to kick him out of a race, not let him through technical inspection. And there was no way that they could find a rule that said he couldn't run two radiators. Wow, so they let him race with two radiators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Did he do well? Uh, I don't remember. It overheated. This was back in, yeah, this was back in 63 or 64, somewhere in there, and that's a long time. Uh, That's a guy that, that, uh, with the two radiators, had the water leak and made everybody spin out, so he won. Is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he ran the Badger 200 with it, which is for production cars. Anyway, I'm off, completely off track on this. You got three of them. The one is featured in Hemmings. That I just got in the mail. Okay. Yeah, Wonderful. My husband would like me to sell that car because I don't drive it. It's really not a car you can drive because it's a, it's a very original car. Yeah. And then I have the, um, the two, two Mark IIs. The first car sold to the public, which is bright red. And then I have one that's uh, called Commodore Blue, which is a navy blue with a little bit of purple in it. Um, mm. It was a pretty rare color. And that is Mark II number 14. And it's got the um, four-barrel carburetor. Uh, option on it. It also has an alloy oil pan that says Tiger on it uh, that they made it very, very, very few of. Um, so I told my husband I'd part with one of my Mark IIs and the Mark I. So Wow. Um, is is the price, what, what, what are the prices doing on those? I know now all of the the uh, the Porsche, Ferrari, even MGs are just going through the roof price-wise. Are they also going crazy with prices absolutely yeah tigers uh tigers have gotten to be very expensive um the mark twos particularly because they made you know seven thousand mark ones and mark one a's they made 536 mark twos so um even though the performance between the 260 and the 289 is really not significant um it's the rarity of the car and then the mark twos have some trim on them including that egg crate grill that you simply cannot get and it's not out there. 
So if you have a complete Mark II with all the trim, um, they're really they're quite valuable. They really guys. Is there a big support? Because it's an odd car. Is there uh, a big support group? We're going to have there to put a the big, plug in the jug here. Yep. Uh, Kim, we're out of time. I apologize, but uh, hopefully we can have you back on uh, in the near future. We'd also like to have your husband. I've never, uh, never. Yeah, met we want to talk to him. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you would. Uh, you would enjoy talking to him. What about so, uh, address, phone number, email stuff for your cars? How can somebody get a hold of you? Uh, they can. Uh, they can uh, send me an email, um, and the email is one one four six. Kim, K-I-M, at gmail.com. And where are you located? Uh, Maryland. In Maryland, okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, Kim, uh, thank you so much for being on the Classic Car Show today, and hope it does you some good. We've had fun talking to you, and look forward to doing it again sometime. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Good luck. Right. Okay, Take bye. Bye-bye. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to America's Web Radio and the classic car show. And I sort of like this little twist that we do on uh, helping people sell their cars. I don't know if they're going to sell them. Well, and if they can't sell them, they can always just donate them to America's Web Radio. <laughs> Here a we simple go. solution. Yeah. Well, it was a nice compliment, Eddie Paytas. He thought we sounded like click and clack. Well, that's probably putting More it like nicely. More like frack. Frick and frack yeah. is yeah. a better yeah. one. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Who's on first? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so uh, our uh, esteemed uh, Mr. Ronaldo 
<clears throat> or esteemed. Esteemed or esteemed. Well, anyway, Steamy. he's back Steamy. from Philadelphia. Did you get yanketized up there? No, uh, but we did, like, like uh, David said, we just got back from the AACA National Convention. And it's it's a different thing. There's uh, a trade show, tons of seminars. Some of the seminars were, were really cool. Um, one, and I, I, the, there, there's seminars, there's, there's a trade show with beautifully restored cars, vendors who sell stuff to make the hobby, people that are doing activities uh, uh, for stuff. So it, it's well worth going. But just quickly, <coughs> one of the seminars was put on by a guy who was like one of the top guys at Barrett-Jackson. And he was talking about buying and selling antique and classic cars and made some really interesting points and just not to go on and on but the one that I thought was really interesting was when you sign a a contract at Bear Jackson or Meekum or Auction America or any of these places in the in the little tiny tiny print that you need a telescope to read it says that you allow them to bid on your car up to your stated reserve. That's why they can have the shills in the audience. And they can bid up to your reserve. They can push that car to your reserve. But when they hit the reserve and they nobody can't bid else... Anymore. Yeah, but nobody but they else can bids. buy the car, and it also states in there that they can buy the car. At the reserve. At the re- at at if it gets to the reserve, that they can buy the car for the reserve. Does does that have a smell to it? Yes, it does. And it came from there was a Alcohol. guy years and years ago. His name was Dean Cruz. Yep. And he was the he was the forerunner of these mega auctions, and he went to jail over it. And this is how now they don't go to jail. They put that statement in there, and you sign it. Now, do you sign it after you've had the no, no, t- the, t- the ten free drinks? <laughs> you sign it when you put your car in. Okay, but yeah. uh, I I never realized that at all. And 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 this guy was from Barrett Jackson. He talking used to about work it? there. He used to work. He there. used to. He used to work there. Yeah, but he wouldn't be working there today. No, no. But I thought that. And then he was talking about some of the the places with. Uh, that consignment places who buy and sell or sell your antique car, um, they never tell you, you. You come in and, and say you're bringing your Model A in there. And I, I pick a Model A because I, I know that, that it happened to this guy. And they had it set up. They, they will never tell you how much they sold the car for. You make an agreement with them that I want to put $20,000 in my pocket. They already have a buyer for that car. You and know, they may sell it for 40 and you don't get any more than 20 But you sign that, and they do not have to disclose to you how much. You know, it's, it's funny, and you'd think... Well, this wouldn't affect the little radio station and what we're doing the last couple has of weeks. It has a huge effect. It has a huge, and because this uh, uh, lady the other day I was talking to, and she, if you recall, Jim, jumped all over me about, well, how much are you charging to do this, and, and is this a consignment show? And I, I thought, where is this all coming from? Yeah, yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's <coughs> really getting to be an issue in the hobby. But this guy was really interesting and talked about all kinds of stuff, 
And you know, how to stuff market. like that could help kill the hobby too. Well, it, yeah, but it, it, you know, but you get the TV people, the the, Mer- the Barrett Jackson and their ilk, is just your fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah. So anyway, that was probably one of the more interesting seminars, along with the normal ones, collecting license plate, restoring your, you know, the the standard stuff. Uh, <coughs> the emphasis for myself. And a lot of the other guys, again, is is the kids in the hobby. And I did talk to Mr. Wallace, as many, uh, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I got elected to the Horses Carriage Club of America's National Board. And like I did with AACA, I'm, I'm trying to, to get horseless to get more kids involved. And I talked to Bob Wallace at J.C. Taylor, and he's going to sponsor this idea. We're going to come up. See, Horses Carriage does not tour. I mean, they're not judge. There's no judging in horses carriage. They just drive. So we're going to come up with a catchy name and some stuff. So say Jim is putting on a tour and he's going to have eight kids under the age of 16. On the tour. On the tour. They'll call J.C. Taylor. J.C. Taylor is going to have these kits made up. You're going to get a hat. We're trying to come up with a a, a real cool, you know, kid-friendly yo- name and logo. You're going to get the hat and an activity book. If and and you once you complete the activity book and your parent and you can keep it, it's like we're going to put questions in there like, what was the oldest car on the tour? Who was the owner's name? Where was the car made? We're going to have all these questions for the the kid to fill out. You complete the book. Your parents sign off on it. You send it to J C Taylor, and they're going to contact Horses Carriage, and you're going to get a uh, free youth membership until you're 18. Now, can an old guy do it too? You can't remember all that stuff. I can't. No. Okay. No, John. Yeah, but if somebody helped me. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but anyway, so Mr. Uh, so Bob Wallace and J.C. Taylor are going to sponsor this, uh, and and I'm putting together some preliminary stuff. I'm trying to come up with a good name. Uh, Utes. Cool. Utes. Yeah, Utes. <laughs> Utes. Put Vinny on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utes. <laughs> and the other thing is this X Cup, and we're going to try to get Jeff on for the X Cup. And they have X Cup is a division of the Great Race that uh, uh, is for college students who are in automotive restoration programs. AACA is big time into this. They have endowed these scholarships, and the cool thing about XCUP is they will not allow the money to go to the person. It goes to the finance office to pay the school so the kid gets room and board and tuition right. and books and whatever. Yeah. So they don't, they don't get the money and run to the corner bar and throw it all away. Yeah. They don't, they, so it goes directly yeah. to the school to pay for what it's supposed to. And XCUP is part of the great race. Right. There are – they have discovered – uh, there's, of course, McPherson. There's Penn College, which we've had on. Alfred University has started an automotive restoration program. Uh, there's one in North Carolina, and there's one in Ohio that is aware of, and these guys are entering great race cars, and that they have to be college students mm-hmm. in a restoration program. Right. And to me, this is exceedingly important uh, because if kids don't learn this stuff, all of this wonderful crap in our garage stops. Yep. Who's going to fix it? Anyway, to sort of go along with that, when I was up there, uh, uh, Earl Mowry, who is the youth development guy for AACA, 
We called my friend down in Florida, Mr. Word. Mr. Word is going to donate about $30,000 of K.R. Wilson tools to a school. Beautiful. And he's going to uh, go up and spend some time with the instructor uh, and show him how to pour Babbitt, how to hand line bore, all of this stuff and all of the old things from the old days. How cool is that? That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so if you've never been to the AACA convention, it's always in February. bad thing is it's in Philadelphia in the winter. Right. And it was four degrees in the morning that morning, Saturday morning. But four you, below you, zero, I mean, four you, below yeah, zero. But you never leave the hotel. <laughs> no, I never do. Yeah. I never even go out. You don't even need to go outside. There's all the activities. There's right. dinners and stuff. Yeah. And, well, uh, and the other thing. J.C. Taylor <laughs> has a hospitality room. So does room. Yeah, AACA, too. They yeah. Have, they're one floor above from each other. So you start at the AACA, which is in 2301, and drink there for a while, and then you can just roll down the stairs to J.C. Taylor, <laughs> which is in 2201. Uh, oh, my. And, Here we go. Yeah, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. And, and the seminars are fabulous. I Some of them are just amazing. Yeah. Well, I did one once. Yeah, you did one. Yeah. I used to do them all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, and, but here, here's another thing about the, that: the judges' school yeah. is good, and then there's the guy that owned the locomobile that did a big presentation on the locomobile race car. I know there's so many. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. I mean, it just that the one year that I was there, it was amazing as to how. Yeah. What's enter- not entertainment activity there activity, was? Activity, yeah. The things start on Friday. The, the all of the seminars and uh, go all day Saturday through noon on Saturday anyway, because then they have the big business meeting and there's over a thousand people at the right the business meeting. Yeah. Uh, so if you've not been and you are a member of AACA, I, I would you know it might be something you won't put on your well, bucket list to yeah. do at least once. Go to, to the it. website and you get all the details yeah. ahead of time as to yeah. what seminars and you can plan and the, things out. And the rooms are cheap enough too. They it's downtown Sheridan, right downtown, Seventeenth yeah. and Race. Well, gentlemen, I tell you what, we've come to the point that we've got to put the plug in the jug for oh, another no. classic okay. car show. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank our guests for coming on, Eddie and yes. Tim. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Classic Car Show. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.